I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, lifestyle, wellness, and self-development. Join me in uncovering the mysteries of beauty, anti-aging, and ultimate longevity with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the health revolution. Hello, beautiful ones. I am so, so honored to have Patricia San Pedro on the Biohack Your Beauty podcast. Today, she shares all about the incredible benefits of face fitness. As the creator of Face Fitness, Patricia has a wealth of knowledge about beauty and skincare to share, including powerful anti-aging secrets for toned skin, methods for smoothing and plumping skin naturally, and she teaches us all about facial gua sha and facial cupping. Patricia also gives us powerful mindset tools for budding entrepreneurs, as well as wisdom from her experience as a mom of four, balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. Stay tuned until the end to learn all of Patricia's beauty secrets. All right, my loves, on to the show. Hi, Patricia. How are you today? Hi, Dora. I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing great. We are experiencing a really nice warm heat wave here in the Bay Area. So we're enjoying it. I know you're in Florida, right? So you're used to the warm weather? Yeah, I mean, pretty much it's been uh, about four years now. Oh my gosh, four years in Florida. I'm originally from New York. So I have, you know, gone through all four seasons and now it's just one season all year long. So um, I kind of love it, actually. Where in Florida are you? Are you in South Florida? Yeah, so I'm in Broward County. I'm about 40 minutes away from Miami, uh, which is where we first moved to. And then we wanted something more like kid friendly. And I mean, Miami is very kid friendly, but uh, we wanted something a little bit with more like green and more space. And so uh, we landed in Western Florida. I love Florida. I lived in Boca Raton for two years and I was just there a few weeks ago. It is the best. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful area. Amazing. Well, I want to begin by asking you just a little bit about your own journey. What led you into this realm of beauty and skincare? Yeah. um, So I think that in Korean culture, it's um, it's the outer appearance and the way you look, the way you carry yourself is of extreme importance. You know, you always have to be respectful of elders. You have to respect yourself and the way you carry yourself, the way you take care of yourself is very important in the Korean culture. And just growing up in uh, that type of environment and household is very influential as you grow up. Um, my, my father and my mother, they were both very influential in that way as well. And even more so in my adolescence, my stepfather is actually the one that was very, um, I think, critical of the way that I 
like looked and if I had any acne, he would make sure I took care of it right away. And just presentation was very important to him. He was a really great influence, but also somebody that um, made me very self-conscious. And I think that's one of the reasons why I got into uh, beauty and skincare is because I always felt like I had something to fix. And it wasn't until my 20s where I realized uh, there wasn't anything to fix. It was just my inner world that I needed a lot of work on. So um, that's the gist of all of it. (laughs) That's amazing. I think that a lot of us can relate in that sense where our parents kind of gave us these structures and beliefs and we carried that into our 20s and then having a different perspective once we become kind of our own person, right? That shifts a little bit and we can see our parents a little bit differently and recognize where they were coming from as well. And I think it's cool in a way that your culture is something that brought you here as well as you get to infuse that into your work, which I think is really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. I think that you definitely grow into your own person. And I actually, um, it's a really good point that you made is I didn't think that I had anything really to contribute to this world and to skincare. But um, in my 20s is when K-beauty became this big thing. And I realized that there actually is uh, a place for people like me that have something to contribute and do have useful tips and things that you've culturally just done over the years that actually would help somebody that maybe might have not known or are just generally interested and have fun with skincare and want to take care of their skin from a different perspective. Yes. Beautiful. I love that so much. And I think K-Beauty is super fun. I got into it a few years ago as well. And there's so much to learn from the um, all of the steps and all of the different kinds of treatments. And so much of it is also rooted in Korean culture when it comes to herbs and all of these botanicals that are used, these ingredients that have been used for thousands of years. I think that is so cool because it just gives us such a connection, right, to Uh, our ancestors, but also to nature, which is such a big part of what helps us be beautiful and and live long and and healthy. So where did face fitness come into this for you? Yeah. um, So face fitness, I think, really began to carry its own weight when I started in my fitness, um, not my fitness journey, but when I first started getting into yoga. And that was in my 20s where I had mentioned before where I felt like my inner world was what needed the work. And through yoga, I learned so much about myself and I reconnected with myself and in a lot of ways healed my younger self. So yoga was a big part of this journey and becoming a yoga teacher and then becoming an SLT instructor, which is the Megaformer method, the Legree method, and infusing all of what I know with body and movement with um, my love for skincare, which had always been there. And so 
I had something called Yoga Glow, which I taught uh, while I was in New York City, which is a class where you do your yoga moves, your fitness moves. And then at the end of class, usually in yoga, you have Shavasana. And I coined it Spavasana, S-P-A, Spavasana. And while you're laying on your yoga mat at the end of your session, um, getting your uh, meditation, I would have everybody um, into this mindful meditation, walk them through it, guide them into this uh, really peaceful meditation. And as they were doing that, they had their sheet masks on already. And I would go around and do light face fitness moves on the neck and decollete. And that would be the session. And that was just like the intro of it all. And just the idea that, you know, you work out your entire body, you can do the same for your face and you can have the same type of care for your face just as you would your body. Because I think in Western culture, there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, going to the gym and working out your body. Um, but there wasn't as much for your face. It was just like slapping on some skincare and that was it. Versus, you know, massaging it into your skin, making it a ritual, making it a workout and really, you know, going for that lymph drainage. We're not physically manipulating the bone structure just as we're not manipulating bone structure, bone structure when we're working out. It's more about getting the movement, getting the blood flowing, getting the circulation going and really uplifting and renewing your energy. And so that's the idea behind face fitness. Mm, amazing. That's beautiful that that grew into what you're doing now. I think yoga, Pilates, I also was a yoga and Pilates instructor. So I am with you. Pilates to me is one of the most magical things. It's so powerful and just so in tune and in alignment with the body and how it naturally works. And you mentioned lymph drainage and you mentioned blood flow. So why would we want to promote these things when it comes to our face and our skin? Yes. Yeah, so I love that you get it, um, first of all. But so with lymph drainage, you there is no pump system for our lymph and our system, the lymphatic system. So if you're not already working out as much as you should be, there's no system that's going to get that blood flowing for you. And so that's why lymph drainage and manipulating and stimulating that lymph flow is so important, not only for the look of your skin, but to get inflammation out, to get the toxins moving out of your system and to really um, heal the skin. So the first thing that you want to think about with lymph drainage is healing. Like how are we healing our body? And then the side effect and the really great side effect that the reason why a lot of people actually love base fitness and all of these other modules like gua sha and cupping is because it gives you this healthy glow. And it's because you really actually are healthy from the inside out. Mm, that's amazing. And it's very cool because when you are doing this work on your face, right? And I don't know if this is something that is in Eastern medicine, 
but I think it's the face is connected to the rest of the body, right? So when you're working on your face and there is the, the meridians that are in your face, your whole body is benefiting. Yeah. So there's connections from the face to the body. So if you're working, let's say um, the cheek area, it's connected. It's stimulating your mind to work also the body. So you're not actually like, just because you're touching, you know, certain areas of the face, you're not touching also the organs. It's just, you're giving that stimulation to your brain that this is connected to this organ. So that's going to work in conjunction and heal. That's so interesting. I actually didn't know that that's how that works. Because when you go get acupuncture, you do get needles, let's say in your hand or in your, your shins or somewhere in your face. But I didn't understand that it actually connects to certain signals in the brain. And that is what helps stimulate other areas in the body. So that's really interesting. Yes. Yes, exactly. I know when I found, when I learned this and I'm still always, you know, a student of all of that and with, T, especially with TCM and, um, all of the herbs and the connections with the meridians and the flow, like I just really love it. And when I learn it, it's always so interesting to me and I relearn it. And, um, it is very interesting, like the little, bits of knowledge that you like that sparks you into oh my gosh I did know that but I didn't know it in that way and so you always see those face mapping illustrations especially in our industry you see the face mapping illustrations and how everything's connected but then you don't realize oh this is why this happens and so those little intricacies are what make this um, so much fun absolutely I love that and I feel that way too as somebody who teaches nutrition and teaches health. I love getting my clients and just people in general excited about their bodies because our bodies are so amazing. They're so magnificent and they do all of these things like just understanding it. Like there is no end to all of the different things that our body does and all of the powerful ways that it helps us, you know, be able to do all the things we want to do. So yeah, it is really fun. It's very fun. So you mentioned gua sha and you mentioned cupping. So let's talk about gua sha. Yeah, sure. So gua sha literally stands for scraping sand in uh, Chinese. And when you think of gua sha, you think of the redness that comes up. And that's um, usually from the body. On the face, you're extremely gentle and facial gua sha has become so popular that um, there's a lot of different tutorials out there. And what I love about uh, the difference between facial gua sha and body gua sha is that you, uh, body gua sha is more about like muscle tension and healing that muscle tension. And therefore you can go a little bit harder, a lot of firm pressure. And that's where the redness comes up. And then with facial gua sha, you're very uh, gentle on the skin. So we're really just working with the lymph drainage and the energy movement of the face. And so there's no need to put extreme pressure. Um, it's not a, really about muscle tension unless you're working 
areas of like the jaw where and where the chewing muscles are, where there seems to be a lot of tension for many, many people. Um, so other than those areas, it's really just about lymph drainage, energy movement, and a light blushing that will come about. And that light blushing is just new blood coming up and circulating for you. And that's just a sign of healing. So um, there's a little bit of a difference in body and face, but that's what Quasha is. And what are some of the ways, because you mentioned lymph drainage, but I think a lot of people, what they know about anti-aging and improving their skin complexion is fine lines, wrinkles. So how does Guasha help with that? Yeah, sure. So when you are moving the toxins out of your skin and from under your skin, and you have fresh blood coming up and nutrients coming up to replace that old blood, um, what you're essentially doing is you're healing the skin, right? And you're renewing, rejuvenating the skin. And so when you move, it's almost like when you, um, when you have like a dirty surface, you're going to clean the surface out with your rag and you have a whole new surface to work with. So that's kind of like what it is with gua sha is you're cleaning out the old and you're bringing in, you're making room for the new. And so that's why your complexion after a lot of times, right after one session, you'll see immediate results. And that's just your smoothness and your your uh, complexion renewing just from that one session because you've moved out the toxins. Um, yeah, so, so with fine lines, according to your question, with the fine lines, it's just moving the stagnation out. Sometimes it's heaviness in that area that creates sagging. And so when it becomes heavy and with the, with the um, fluids, it becomes heavy and that therefore that causes sagging. And to prevent that is to have like consistency. Like you always wanna be consistent with it to avoid the sagging. And I think that's why, um, I mean, people always ask me like, I'm 65, can I, can, is it too late for me? And the answer is no, it's never too late. You can always, do it. It, you know, the skin renews every 28 days. There's a cycle for everything. You know, uh, we, we can reverse things. Um, it just takes consistency time and that mindset that you can do it. Absolutely. I love that. And I think it's kind of knowing what is also, um, you know, that it's a process, right? So I think we have it kind of interesting in our time because we have social media. So we have kind of like shiny object syndrome where we're like, oh, I want to look like that. And I think it's just being able to really connect with yourself and love yourself on a level where you really just want to look like the best version of you, you know? And I think that I actually um, interviewed someone recently and they said that uh, rituals like gua sha, it's just such a way to connect with yourself as well. Like having that really special self-care time to just 
connect with you and your face and your beauty and your skin. It's like a really sacred ritual that you get to have. Yeah. I, you know, and that's, um, you make a really great point there because I actually love the science behind all of this, but what I truly love is the spiritual connection part of all of self-care. And so when I talk about limb drainage and fine lines and wrinkles, I'm like, you know, it's important. It's science. It's great. Um, and I love all of that. But the other side of me is like, oh, I just love indulging in the fact that you're connecting with yourself. You can talk to yourself. You can uh, push out any thoughts that are not serving you anymore. And you can really find this like divine energy within yourself and reconnect. Uh, and that's the entire reason why I even started on this journey is because I felt so empowered by just this feeling of being completely me and it being okay and not being somebody that needs to fix something out on the outside. I was already perfect. I'm already um, whole and I don't need to change anything. I just need to remember and reconnect with who I am. And the way to do that, you, you could literally be taking a walk and that's your self-care. Um, for me, it's gua sha, it's hopping on my megaformer, it's doing my skincare that helps me reconnect. And so if I can, if we can teach that this is a ritual and you can work on your outer self as well as your inner self by doing these rituals and you get like, you know, benefits from all around, why not? Right. So I really love teaching it in that perspective. I think that's so beautiful. And you touched on something really powerful, that energetic connection, not only with you, but like whatever is bigger than you, whether for you, it's God or source energy, whatever that is for you. And I think there's something really incredible about what you just mentioned, because when you start to have that feeling of like, I am enough, I am worthy. I am like perfect as I am. That's when the law of attraction, the law of energy reciprocates that and you start to really see yourself as that. And other people start to see your, you as that as well, because when you have that energy, other people mirror that to you. So I think there's something really powerful about that. And just knowing that such a ritual can bring that is, is really amazing. Like how beautiful is that? That's so cool. Yeah, I, I, I just really, really love that entire, um, that entire world of connecting and spiritual connection. Um, and that's why in my book, I have every single exercise is connected with an affirmation. So you could be working on your cheeks or something, and the affirmation will be something like, um, I have friends that are aligned with my higher self or I am divine. And these are all things that I started with in my most earliest YouTube video. Um, I think it was in 2015, doing facial massages, teaching it, but then also having affirmations throughout the video um, and sharing that as something that you can say to yourself, because sometimes your thoughts run throughout the day and things that are kind of like meaningless or not really serving you. And 
instead of like trying to not think about it, replace the thoughts, replace the thoughts with something that you want to replace it with, like those divine affirmations. Oh my gosh. I love that. And something that I teach is tapping, which I don't know if you're familiar with tapping, but it is, it's really about transforming your subconscious, right? To instead of having these negative beliefs about yourself and these negative thoughts, affirmations are so incredibly powerful for transforming the way that you see yourself and the way you see the world. And I think the world is always going to reflect what you believe about it, right? Especially when it comes to you. So I love that you have that connection with not only is it about what's going on on the outside and your physiology, but also what's going on on the inside, because that's really going to reflect what's going on on the outside. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so I want to also ask about cupping because you did mention cupping. So I think a lot of people are familiar with like cupping when you go to the masseuse and they use like fire cupping. Um, But why would you use cups on your face? And is it similar or is it different? Yeah, it's similar in that it is about healing and bringing stagnation up from deeper layers of the skin. So you're bringing this the toxins up to surface so that it can disperse and release through the lymphatic system. And I actually started cupping in around the same time, like 2013, 14. And I did this before my wedding. Um, This is something that you do to really get that extra plumped glow and when people think like sculpt and lift and all of that, I, I think it's great. It, it gives you, really gives you that toned look, but I think that what really gives you this youthful look is um, at least when I do it, I feel like I look a little bit younger when I do the cupping method because it gives me this plumped glow and a little bit plumpier in the cheeks and Uh, that natural blush and why you would do it on your face is really the same reason um, that people have, you know, embraced gua sha is that it really does give you this beautiful, healthy glow and it does bring up the stagnation that maybe gua sha can't bring up. And it's that suction effect that makes it different. Um, and, and that's why it's also great for people that may have, um, acne and want to help with that. It's great for mild acne. I mean, of course, if you have like angry cystic acne, you don't want to do anything to aggravate it further, but, you know, let that, um, heal a bit. And then if you have mild acne, it's great to do it over your face in areas where it's not open skin and to to bring up that new blood and to really release and you know start anew it's a great way to start I love that so much and so when you're doing cupping and when you're doing gua sha what products or what would you put on your face you wouldn't want to do it on dry skin I believe so what would you put on your face when you're doing these techniques Yeah. So, um, a non-comedogenic facial oil is what I always recommend. And 
Uh, grapeseed oil, something as simple as just one ingredient is just enough. That uh, alone is great for all skin types. And I've also recently have had a lot of people say that they really don't like facial oil. It's just not for them. And um, that's fair enough. Like some people don't like the extra oil feeling or some people have oily skin and just don't want to deal with extra oil on their skin, which is understandable. So um, for that, I always recommend a serum. So a facial serum always works as well. Uh, hyaluronic acid works. You know, some people want something that's already, um, that's not too oily. And I also, I love squalene oil for that too. So there's a lot of different options. I mean, there's so many different, um, there's so many different uh, oils and serums that you can use in market. So um, there's one for everybody, really. Amazing. And this brings me to my next question, which is you have a skincare line as well, which is amazing. And it's called Sunina. Is that how you say yes. it? Yes. So what inspired you to create? I mean, that is just amazing to create your own skincare line. And it's super in alignment with what you do. It, there's a gua sha. I think there's two. There's facial oil. I know there's face tape as well. So yeah. what inspired you to create your own skincare line? Yeah. So, um, well, I've always kind of dreamt of having one, um, but I didn't think that it would happen until my like later 40s. I don't know why I think that later 40s, but I kind of was in a rush for this one after I got my book deal and I went to um, some of my friends at different companies and said, hey, I'm having a, I have a book coming out called Face Fitness. And this is the earliest stages, like literally right after I signed the contract for the book deal, I went to a few of my friends um, and that had skincare lines and was like, do you want to collaborate on an oil? Like, I really want to sell an oil with my book. It just makes sense. Like, I don't have, you know, um, I, I want to do something like that. And, you know, I, I don't take anything personally. I love my friends still, but I, you know, it just wasn't happening. So, um, and firm, like, no, how about this? And it was like, not what I wanted. So I was like, you know what, let me just make my own. And then the pandemic happened and I had all this time and I was like, all right, let's just do it. So I created like one oil and one gua sha. And I was like, this is going to be the oil and the gua sha that I work with. And this oil is also going to be what I work with for my face fitness moves. And it's great for all skin types. It's plant-based. Um, it's vegan. There's no fragrance in it, no essential oils, even some people are um, sensitive to essential oils. So I just wanted something super clean, basic, and you can, something you can use for all face fitness, gua sha, cupping, all of it. So that's how it started. And, and the reason why it started during the pandemic. I love it. It's amazing. I know that the pandemic was really challenging for a lot of people, but it also was this like huge boom of creative energy and freedom and just doing all these things that we have wanted to do for so long. So it's cool that you birthed this amazing 
line of skincare. And I did check out the, uh, I think the baby glow oil. And I love the ingredients in it. It has like jojoba oil, avocado oil, tamanu oil. Those are all like amazing, rich, stable oils. So that's really amazing. So I'm excited. I'm going to have to try it. And then I also want to ask you about your book because that's an amazing feat. So you published a book last year. So tell us about your book. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love how the book came out. Um, We started, so the day that my son was born, I got an email and it was a question about um, featuring some face fitness moves or so I thought I was like in this, you know, I was having a baby that day. So I had all these drugs in me and I was like, I'm not, I don't even know what this email is on, but I was like, okay, let's talk on Monday. So Monday comes around, I realize it's about the book and I realize it's because of all the content that I had been putting out on YouTube and my love for skincare and all of that. So it was literally a dream come true to have a book deal just come to me and, uh, and, and it had been my dream since I was like a little girl, I would go to Barnes and Noble at like 13 or 12 years, 12, 13 years old, I would walk to the bookstore, spend my entire Saturday and Sunday there, like such a nerd. I loved it so much. I would just read books all day long. And, um, it it was my dream to, to be an author one day. And so when this came along, I said, oh my gosh, yes, sign the book deal. And, um, it was all about face fitness. Originally it was supposed to be called face yoga, but it wasn't resonating with me so much because I, I don't really do stretching poses where I hold, you know, those facial expressions. So it wasn't resonating with me. So I decided to call it face fitness. And from there we had, we had, um, some choices on some really great illustrators and, um, Maria was the one and she ended up you know, killing it with all of the illustrations. We had, um, I think it was like four different, uh, four different personas. I added on two more and I added on one black male and one extra Asian female. Um, And that was my way of like representing a little bit more. And I, um, I just love how the personas came out. It's 50 page, uh, 50 techniques, um, all partnered with affirmations. There's a yoga sequence section at the end of the book. And um, actually one thing I wanted to talk about was about the book is that I was pregnant at the time and I dedicated my book to three out of the four now that I have kids. And it was dedicated to my son, Tyler, my moon, Ariel, and all of my stars, Jordan. And the end of the book is a sun sequence, a moon sequence, and a star sequence for yoga. And so I don't know if anybody ever correlated that, but I just wanted to say it somewhere. And I felt like um, I never really got to talk about that, but there is a yoga sequence at the very end because it was such a big influence in my face fitness journey. I think I think that's so incredible and beautiful. And there is so much passion you can tell for you in this work that you do, but also the energy that this book must hold because it holds that like gorgeous, cohesive, like 
love for your children. I think that that's so amazing. And then, I mean, I believe in the power of energy and so that this book holds that. And then everybody who has this book really gets that energy. That's just amazing. I love that so much. Thank you for putting it that way. It's a beautiful way to say it. I I really love that. Yes. You get a piece of the energy that was at that time, um, how it was written. And I think when you, when you get the book, you'll, you'll definitely feel it. I had somebody say, um, when I opened the book and I touched the pages, I turned the pages, it just smells so good. And I, and I just love it. It's like a good vibration. And I was like, oh my gosh, it like literally touched my heart. It's so good. Yeah, no, I think I'm sure I can only imagine, especially because the love one has for their children, like there's nothing like that. And so the transfer of energy, that's just amazing. And you're empowering people. I mean, the intention behind the book, I think is really powerful as well. So people really feel that, you know, and and books, like you said, I'm the same way. I always loved books. Books were just, books are life. And so- There is something amazing about this portal that people receive when they they get your book and and get to read it and experience it and also take these tools with them. And who knows who they'll teach them to, who they'll give them to. So it's very special. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you did touch on something really beautiful is that the, you know, the why behind all of this is to empower women and to uplift women and men. I mean, whoever is um, the receiver of it is just, I love the idea of, um, you know, that, that energy and that, um, that, that feeling that I had when I had my awakening of like feeling like I was whole is that same feeling of empowerment that I would like other women to like, just always have in their toolbox whenever they need it. This is what I'm going to do. And it's there for you. Mm, Beautiful. So you are an entrepreneur. You're a badass. You have so many amazing resources on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. You have such a large following and you have this book. You also are a mom of four. So you must work really hard in all of these areas of life. What are some mindset tools that you use for yourself to make sure that you are consistent, but also take care of yourself? Yeah. Um, you know what? I It's not something that I say or even actually like do. I feel like it's, I, I literally just sit down and I breathe because I think that's my most powerful tool is to just sit and breathe in those moments where I feel like it's too much because it can become too much. And um, I also learned it's not about like working really, really hard. And, and I'm that person, I really work hard and I really work hard at everything I wanna do and achieve and all of it. But I, at the same time, I literally just learned that it's not about that. It's, you need to create systems <laughs> and fall back a lot. Sometimes things work out on their own without you touching it. So don't touch it. And that's one other thing that I've been really learning, especially with even my kids is um, let them do it on their own. Don't touch and don't get, get involved because they can do it on their own. And you're not being there 
being there for them, but not being there is actually a great way to get them to be more independent and to learn to do things on their own. And that's, that's another area where you don't have to work so hard. Like they're at the age where they can do things for themselves. Um, so yeah, just sitting, breathing with intention and not doing is actually really the best thing. I think that's so powerful because breathing is the most basic thing and it's accessible to all of us. But I think that so many of us don't do it enough. Like sitting, like oxygenating our bodies, really just allowing ourselves to be present. And I love that you mentioned that about your kids, because I do think that's a really powerful thing. And just helping our children build self-trust, right? Like by knowing they're okay without having someone do something for them or helping them that they can do it. I think that's a really powerful lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, just let them do it. it. The outcome will still be the same. You know, you don't have to micromanage every little thing. Yes. Yes. A good lesson. So my next question then is there are entrepreneurs out there who are also moms. So what are some things you would say to them to help them kind of keep going or be successful? Yeah. um, So maybe some like real strategies would be great here is some things that I do. Um, For me, I had something coming up for me constantly. It was the number 444 and it was the meaning of keep going. So whatever your number is, whatever your word or your sign or even your emoji, my my um, sign used to be a sailboat. So I used to have sailboats everywhere, right? So whatever your sign is, take your iPhone, put it in your calendar every few weeks. It doesn't have to be a certain day. Just like work with like, okay, tap, put in your reminder, scroll, tap, get another date, put in a reminder. Like for me, it's 444, keep going, 444, keep going. So that just means to me, just keep doing what you're doing because um, you're, you're in the right direction. It's a reminder to keep going. Another thing that I really love is um, to have uh, affirmations in your recordings of your iPhone. So like uh, get a set of affirmations that really resonate with you write it down, script it, um, record it, and then listen to it as much as you can. For me, it was like every day at one point where I really needed to get that mental clarity and really rejuvenate the mindset. Um, You know, I don't do it as much as I would like to, but I, I do it every time I just sit and intentionally meditate, which is great for me right now. And the last thing I would say is I would, you know, touch on the breathing again is you don't have to set aside a time to like sit in front of your like shrine or something and like breathe. Like you just literally just, you could be like cooking, you could be um, driving, you could be setting up something for your kids, just like stop and have a mindful movement. And as you're moving, breathe and do things with intention. That can still literally be yoga. You could still you could be making your cup of tea or making your kids lunchbox and create that movement as a mindful meditation and breathe through it and do it in that way. So um, those are my three like really tangible tips that I have for 
mompreneurs or moms generally, like all moms work so hard. So all moms, literally just everybody. Mm, really good. I love those tips. Those are really good. And I love that they're like very tactical. Like everybody can do those, right? Yeah. And then you also are really present, as I mentioned earlier on social media, everybody out there, follow Patricia. She has so much content that is really, really of value. Like it is so amazing. So what are some things that you would tell somebody who is an entrepreneur, who is really building their brand on social media? What are some tips for them? Uh, building your brand on social media. So this is interesting that I'm being asked this question because I feel like just a moment ago, I was asking and feeling like I need all the tips, right? Um, And I don't want to say something cliche, like be true to yourself, but you know what? It really is about um, picking something that speaks to you and sticking to that thing. Um, And this is not going to be for everybody. This is just me in general. I like skincare within skincare. I liked facial massage. And so I picked that one little niche and I am going through with that a hundred percent. You know, if anything else that speaks to you, um, you can go kind of far and wide with it. But I think that going narrow and focused is the way to go if you want to really build. That's really good and not cliche at all. Like that is really (laughs) good information, I think, for a lot of people. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are kind of afraid of that, right? Of like, putting themselves into a niche that may seem too small, but it also, if that's something you're passionate about, like you said, I think that that can be so incredibly powerful because there are other people out there who are also doing gua sha, but what you're doing is completely unique. What you're doing is completely original. And so I think that you're just a testament to doing what you're passionate about and not being afraid of pleasing everyone or appealing to everybody because you are connecting with the people who are meant to connect with you, who are passionate about that or who are wanting to learn about that as well. So I think that's amazing, amazing advice. Oh, thank you, Dora. Yeah. And you know, it's so true. You are you, like nobody else has that essence and nobody else can, you know, you can put all the content out there and people can take your ideas and all of that and it's okay because you know your essence is yours and um nobody can deliver it the way that you can just like anybody else that delivers the same message it's not going to be the same it's always going to be different and everybody has their unique perspective on it the way that they deliver the way that the energy is held it all of it is just different and you and that's why um it's 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 okay if there's five other hundred other people doing it absolutely beautifully said and it comes back to energy right like nobody is your unique energy nobody has your unique form of energy so I love that so on the podcast we always ask three questions so the first question is what is your definition of beauty Uh, Beauty is a feeling 
And that's what I've always felt it was. It is a feeling of already. So already being whole and already being enough, already loving yourself. You just have to reconnect with that love for yourself because you're born loving yourself. And that really is a birthright. So beauty is a feeling. Mm, oh my gosh, I love that. And I love that you said it's a birthright because it is oh, so good. What is your favorite inner or outer beauty tip for our listeners? Inner or outer beauty tip? Okay, this <laughs> I actually want to make content around this very soon. Um, outer beauty tip, when you're taking off makeup, when you're applying makeup, always go up and outwards. So up and outwards is the way you want to go. Um, I've lately been watching a lot of like skincare videos of, you know, getting ready with me and all that. And I, and, and I just, I, I love them so much. Uh, but like when I see it, I'm like, ah, cringe. Upwards and outwards, upwards and outwards, not in and down, up and out. <laughs> That's really good. And probably so many of us need to hear that <laughs> because when you're saying that, I'm like, what do I do? Do I do up and outwards? Probably not. So, and I, I love the idea of, cause I use oil first to kind of loosen up the makeup. So I feel like that's an opportunity to go yes. upwards and outwards as well. Yeah. And as like a face fitness person, you know, we're talking about face fitness, every opportunity of touching your face is, you know, face fitness, facial massage. So use it as like you're doing facial massage on yourself and think up and out always. So good. And then where can people find you? On Instagram a lot lately is at, um, at Patricia San Pedro underscore same on TikTok, same on um, YouTube. And that's it. Amazing. And I highly recommend connecting with Patricia on social media because she has so much content and so valuable and you just have the most radiant energy. So yeah, absolutely recommend following her and thank you for being here today. This was amazing. So much amazing wisdom that you shared. Oh, thank you, Dora. I really appreciate you and this podcast. Um, I love, love speaking to you and um, we'll connect on social media. If you loved this episode, please give this podcast a positive review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us spread the word about the power of holistic health and beauty, and it helps this podcast grow. If you share your favorite takeaways from this episode on Instagram, please make sure to tag me so I can reshare. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week.